Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Progress may be being made, at least to have more of a conversation about the voting age in Missouri. Hoping to get an update. And we have online with us DJ Yearwood with Vote16MO.org, Vote16Missouri. And DJ, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, Let's start with a little bit of background on this. Why a push to lower the voting age to 16? Yeah, so we're looking to lower the voting age in nonpartisan local and school board elections only uh, for the reasons of, uh, first, that uh, we reject taxation without representation. Just as we anticipate a majority of Americans do, uh, along with historians, you know, it's engraved into the soil of this country that, that taxpayers and stakeholders have a right uh, to have a say in how those taxes are being spent. And annual reports from state and federal agencies uh, help us understand that 16 and 17 year olds, while keep in mind, is only a demographic of about 210,000 in this state right now, uh, pay at least $12 million annually in local, state, and federal taxes. That's a huge amount for such a small population. Additionally, we're working to create a civic transition process so that. Um, young people are no longer launched into the political process all at once at 18, and instead there's a, a an opportunity for them to grasp this uh, concept of voting where it's intimate and making the plan to vote where it's intimate and impactful to them most at 16 and 17 in local and school board elections. Additionally, we're working you know, to strengthen civic education, um, to value the stakeholders, like I said, as we, we, we routinely uh, repeat the fact that students are our school board's greatest stakeholder. And we're working to increase civic participation in local elections because what we've seen is tremendous uh, increases in, in civic uh, participation over time in communities like Tacoma Park, uh, Maryland, who have um, implemented changes like this. What kind of response are you getting so far in your effort? Yeah, so we are getting um, – so at first – people tend to have this guttural reaction, right? Absolutely not. We're not lowering the voting age to let these kids vote. You know, that's that's the initial mm-hmm. guttural reaction. And then after they hear, you know, the rundown and they hear, you know, that we're only talking about local and school board elections and that there is a an actual uh, purpose and, and importance behind it, uh, almost every time they come around to being uh, supporters or not such not so much haters. <laughs> and so... Uh, what we what we've seen, especially you know, in the uh, Missouri uh, House and Senate, um, is you know, all it takes is you know those conversations to be had about the importance of it, 
uh, because unfortunately, initiatives like this have been regurgitated or or taken elsewhere on a partisan basis on other levels. But that uh, unequivocally is not our campaign. So let's talk a little bit about the 16 to 18 year olds that you're talking about extending these rights to. Is there, I mean, it's it's a longstanding uh, sort of source of irritation for a lot of politicians that they're having enough trouble getting the 18 to 22-year-olds to vote. Do you feel like there's going to be enough participation, if you're successful, that the 16 to 18-year-olds are actually going to show up at the polls on Election Day? Yeah, so I'm glad you asked that question because that's quite literally one of the reasons why we're leading this campaign, right? So when you look into, you know, that concern of why young people already uh, show uh, apathy, uh, we got to ask ourselves why, right? And uh, partially that is because of what I just described as, uh, you know, launching 18-year-olds into the political process at a time that couldn't be more inconvenient, right? So you're moving away from college, you're moving out of, um, you know, you may be moving moving away from home, whether it be for work or school, um, and you're trying to navigate literally everything else at, else at that time. And then, uh, then you're being asked to, you know, study the issues and candidates, um, navigate your way through the partisan stuff that o- overwhelms a lot of us, um, and 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 then make your plan to vote. And that's just not a realistic situation that's been happening for such a long time. But when we create this transition process, we're starting off the, the initial voting experience at a time when it's more um, stable. You know, you're going to this, you're going to your school where oftentimes these elections are held at. Uh, you have a stable environment and home environment. Um, most of the time. And so that provides them a stable environment for you to get started. And then you can also begin to build the habit of voting. DJ, I have to tell you, I have covered a lot of school board meetings in my career in journalism, and I've covered a lot of budget hearings, and I've had to sort through a lot of that stuff. Me as an adult, two college degrees have a hard time understanding some of those things that that school board votes on. How do you get 16 and 17 year olds to fully understand what they are voting for yeah so first of all um i i do acknowledge that school boards part you know their their responsibilities are you know momentous and along with along with the city government right however that's not the only thing they do uh they also make the the dress policy the dress code policies that that invoke students across this state to walk out of school and protest they also um they also create uh the policies like uh, independent school district where i attend that changes the school week from a five-day to a four-day school week without hearing from students whatsoever, um, uh, changing the schedules of, of 14,000 students. So while, yes, there is a broad budget process that's undergone that you know may be confusing for anyone, right? Um, there are also things that directly impact students' lives. And then uh, as, as an aside, um, you know, uh, mental capacity or, or understanding uh, is not something that we've ever used to evaluate who should and should not vote. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that there, for every 16 or 17 year old who doesn't understand the budget process of a school board, uh, there are probably five adults who don't understand uh, that same same That's concept. True. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So uh, talk a little bit about the, the times when you actually do have a 16 year old, somebody who has a stake in the matter, who shows up at a school board meeting or at a city council meeting or, or a meeting that d- directly affects their their life and their day to day, you know, their operations and what they do as a kid. That do you feel like that when they show up, their words and their opinions are ignored because they can't vote? Absolutely. And I mean, like we, we've got examples of, of this here, right? So uh, we can take a look to Springfield, Missouri, where at the end of the last school year, 
um, a student reported to the, the school administration and the school school board uh, that she had felt uncomfortable in school because the teacher kept uh, being racist towards her, right? And 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 while you know the Vote 16 Mo campaign is not a campaign on on any other issue besides the voting age, this to this demonstrates you know uh, as particular things. So when the teacher she reported that the teacher was being racist to her, she ended up recording the teacher using the N word multiple times in the classroom. And then she got suspended for it. <laughs> she got suspended for recording for during class. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. And so and so when we so that that's that's a, a stark demonstration of of how um, student voices and student concerns are valued in, in public schools. And and let let it not be lost that there are some schools that are doing some great things that we absolutely support and demonstrate. Like, let's take a look at the top rated school in the state, Metro ANC on the St. Louis side. They have student representatives who serve on the school board, and they have the greatest amount of student engagement in the decision-making process. This shows us that when students are engaged in decision-making, they, they form a habit of understanding. They form uh, under, an understanding of their, uh, their sense of responsibility uh, in that school district, you know, making it a productive environment. And so we see that the top, the top schools in the nation and in the state who have the greatest numbers of student engagement in decision-making are also the highest-performing schools. DJ, have you given any thought to um, an effort to let 16 and to, to let a younger age group be on the school board then? Yeah. So um, while we while we don't uh, at least we the vote 16 mail campaign doesn't necessarily have a have a, a position for or against it power for me. Um, we we you know, me and, you know, people who I've, I've engaged with and even members of the campaign uh, support. Uh, young people being appointed to the school board, like is what's done in the St. Louis Public School District um, and many other school districts uh, across this nation and state. Um, there are a number of student representatives who already serve on on the school board, uh, but maybe appointed or elected by the student body. Um, I don't necessarily support lowering the voting age or lowering the, the age to run for office officially, um, uh, but but to serve as representatives uh, through a method came up with by the school board. Yeah, I, w- I want to get into something here that we weren't planning on, but <laughs> we 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 got a call from somebody off the air that I want to have you address. And again, we're talking with DJ Yearwood with Vote 16 Missouri. Vote 16 Mo dot org is the website, and we got a call from somebody who presumably is over the age of eighteen who said, "I don't like this because it is quote grooming future Democrats." So, oh, d- I d- love that. <laughs> does, does, does vote 16 have any partisan nature to it whatsoever? So, so I love that question. So that's not the first time I've heard that. I've heard some, you know, somebody told me that it's making baby Democrats. And the fact of the matter is this, um, there are plenty of conservative youth who are in the leadership of our campaign. Um, I'm not going to name, you know, who they sure, are or, sure. or where they're from, but, but there are plenty of, of conservative youth who are, who are championing this issue. There are plenty of conservative legislators who are championing this issue. There are plenty of conservative voices across this country that have, that have said something similar. But the thing is, is that we, we're not going to shift the political landscape um, simply by lowering the voting age in, in local and school board elections. Keep in mind that these elections are nonpartisan. And so um, a, an election for mayor in Dora, Missouri, and rural Missouri is not going to flip to Democratic because 16 and 17 year olds are voting. In fact, it is probably the longer standing conservative because that, those are the principles that those uh, 16 and 17 year olds grew up on, right? 
grew up on the importance of, you know, agriculture. They grew up on conservative principles, maybe Christian principles um, that that pushed them toward their conservative beliefs. And, you know, when we're in the urban core, you know, uh, where democratic beliefs or progressive beliefs um, thrive, you will see a lot more of that. But but we held an event in um, Durham, Missouri, which is why I use that as an example. And let me tell you one thing. These youth were not progressive or democratic at all. So, um, yeah. so that's, that's not the case uh, in the slightest. Um, it's more about uh, instilling principles of representation, regardless of, of party lines, which shouldn't be a partisan issue. Is there a precedent for this? Are there other places that have done this already? Um, yeah, so Tacoma Park, uh, Maryland was the first uh, city to uh, implement this change in the country. And they did that in 2013. And prior to 2013, they were seeing voter turnouts between one and four percent. And now, ten years later, they see uh, voter turnout rates between 48 and 52 percent, with the youngest demographics being the highest to turn out. And keeping in mind that you know, youngest demographic also means those who started voting ten years ago and are now in their, you know, their late 20s. So what's the next step Uh, in Missouri, as you mentioned? I mean, you've had these conversations on Capitol Hill in Springfield, uh, and there are legislatures who are at least interested in this. What has to happen before this either goes up for a vote or before the legislature has to take this up in true? Yeah, so um, we are going to the legislature to pass um, a constitutional amendment to the Eighth Amendment uh, of the Missouri Constitution um, that simply adds – uh, in the provision that 16 and 7 year olds will be able to vote in local and school board elections only. Um, and uh, what this means is is that we've got a uh, we've got the legislation. It'll be pre-filed this December, and then um, there will be a committee process. Uh, obviously, this the, you know standard leg- uh, legislature process. But after the House and Senate both pass, you know, the amendment uh, out of the out of those chambers, it'll then go on the ballot. And then once it's on the ballot, uh, the voters will be able to decide the ultimate outcome of the amendment. We will definitely be following. Uh, it's a fascinating campaign. And, and I have to give you credit for just being having it really well thought out. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. You got it. Thanks for being with us. And we're going to keep track of your efforts. We'll find out what goes on as this heads toward uh, further legislative action. And again, DJ Yearwood, thank you so much for being with us. Vote16MO.org is where you can get all the information on it and decide for yourself if you think this is the way things ought to be. We really appreciate the visit, DJ. Thank you. You got it. Take care. 913-586-7798. We'll get to your comments next on KMBZ. Your reactions to the interview you just heard. I'm just checking in to make sure John's okay. You look like you had a rough couple of minutes there. No, no, no. I'm good. It's it's all fine. It's all fine. It's just, uh, yeah, it is It is interesting to see what the reactions to people are to anything changing. Anything changing at all, especially when it deals deals with young people. Bad. Let's not do them. Let's not let them do more things. No. Uh, we'll get to some of your comments on the text line here in just a sec. You know what's funny about that, though, is that if you ask people about their own 16-year-olds, they'll tell you about how awesome and connected and smart they are. Ask them about somebody else's 16 years Oh, they're stupid. They don't know what they're doing. They don't understand anything, and they're totally pathetic and, and unable to do things. It's crazy. I think we might go in a positive route, though, <laughs> here. Uh, we can get Jim on in Casey. Let's do that. Hey, Jim, how we doing? Good, good. How are you guys? Oh, hanging in there. Good, good. So thank you for taking my call. 
first thing, just kudos to the young man who presented. Uh, obviously, did his homework, has a good uh, head on his shoulders, and has really thought this through and, and made some great arguments. Uh, so I, I really like that. Um, I just want to a little bit about myself. I, I spent um, uh, two terms, six years on the school board in Missouri, in, in central Missouri. And, um, and uh, one of the things I campaigned on was I, I was a, an advocate for ed education. I wanted to spend more money. I wanted the taxpayers to fund it. And I campaigned for that heavily. So I'm, I'm very pro-education. I would have loved to have had 16 and 17 year olds voting in my community uh, for school board issues because all voters, whether you're teenagers or octogenarians or somewhere in between, vote what's best for me or what's in it for me. And students, if they want a new football stadium, they're gonna vote for a new football stadium. Or if they want a new high school, they're going to vote for a new high school. So I think one of the outcomes of this with regards to school boards, the school district, uh, would be in favor of those, what some would call more liberal ideologies. I, I happen to be a conservative voter on most everything, but not when it comes to education. And when it comes to education, I usually vote my, you know, vote in favor of education-related issues. Sure. Um, whether it's new high school or new sports complex or whatever, I, I think, you know, I like to spend my money on those types of things because I think it's good for education. But not everybody does. And uh, so I just think, I think one of the outcomes would tend to be more pro, pro-education outcomes in the voting process. Uh, the other thing I wanted, quick comment that I wanted to make was that um, while I, I appreciate his point that maybe there's $12 million in uh, in uh, tax, taxpayer revenues that come in from teenagers, I suspect there's probably also close to $12 million in tax refunds because those kids don't make enough money to have to actually pay taxes, so they get their money back. So I'm not sure that taxation without representation is really that great an argument. Okay. All right. Uh, that's and that's a fair cop. Um, is you know somebody else mentioned on the text line that they weren't real hip on the idea because sixteen and seventeen year olds aren't going to pay property tax, which is where most of the funding for schools comes from in the first place. I don't pay property tax. That's, I mean, I, that was my, on my car. I do because <laughs> yeah, right. I live in Missouri, so I have to pay personal property tax. But I do not pay property tax where I live. And that was exactly my response: is What are you going to do about the adults who don't pay property tax? Should they not then be able to vote in school board elections as well? And, and that's um, <laughs> goodbye, all renters. Uh, yeah, you are exactly. not allowed to vote. Right. Nobody who rents an apartment is going to be able to vote on their school board elections, which is silly because some of those people have kids who are in the schools. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know that there is a, you know, a be all and end all solution to this. The thing that I like, like I said, is that they're starting small with it. They're saying, OK, it's going to be limited to just these elections that directly affect people who are that age. Which also to me speaks to the intelligence of like they under they get that then they get that it wouldn't pad they get they know what they don't know yeah well, and it, they know that that's where they have to start and and you know too often I think some uh, there there are those of us who hear something like this and we think 
instead of recognizing it for what it is, I mean, even if you let those 16 and 17-year-olds vote, they're still going to be vastly outnumbered by the people who are over 18 who are voting. Exactly. So it's not like automatically you're going to see wholesale change because 16 and 17-year-olds can vote for school board members. They'll have a say, but will they have enough of a say to tip an election? Probably not. 913-586-7798. We can get Jim and Topeka on real fast. Hi, Jim. Hello there. There's an ancient and antique law dealing with Kansas townships. And on those issues, it would be you would be surprised that the voting on what they do with the township goes down into the single digits. And that's solely based on being able to gather the numbers that you want for your side. It has nothing to do with um, uh, age or understanding or the rest of it. When you try to expand who's going to be able to get to vote, you're trying to trying to prey upon people to to vote your way because you don't have a good enough issue to get that issue uh, taken up and approved the way that it stands. So I am very leery of any changing to the voting uh, regulations just for that reason, because once they get to the point that they can think they can spend money, oh, my God, because uh, Franklin, I think it was Franklin who said when they found out that, they, that, that people can vote themselves money from the Treasury, all is lost. Well, here we are. Take care, my friend. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Jim. A couple of you have said on the text line, renters pay property tax because they're paying rent and their property owner pays it. I have no idea if my if my landlord is paying property taxes where I live. He better be. I don't know if they're up to date. <laughs> yeah, but right. I don't know where that money goes. Exactly. I just write right. the check. Uh huh. Yeah, and I mean, you could say the same thing. That's the old the same argument that says, well, corporations don't pay taxes because they, you know, the taxes that they pay are funded by their uh, by their customers. Okay, yeah, but I mean, that doesn't mean that you are lining out money that came you know, from Jamie Monticelli's uh, checking account and went directly to the education fund in the state of Missouri. It doesn't work that way. You can always say, well, you're not paying it. Somebody else is. Uh, yeah, that doesn't really make a hill of beans worth a difference. The fact of the matter is they don't pay the taxes directly. It's not on them. All right, we have to get to a break. Uh, we'll get to more of your calls next on KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. What do we think about the idea of letting 16 and 17 year olds vote in school board races in Missouri. Not everything, just school board stuff that affects them. Let's go to the phones and we'll bring in, it looks like Jason in North Kansas City is up next with us. Hey, Jason. Hey, how's it going, guys? Going well. Hi. Um, I know you guys aren't really much into the politics thing, but I think this is a great idea. My reason I think it's a great idea is there has been a national effort with the school boards. It's been playing out. We all watch it. And they're basically using these 16 and 17-year-olds as cannon fodder. And I think it would be awesome if those 16 and 17-year-olds had the ability to vote and choose who's going to be telling them what they can, can't do, and what they can't read. Explain what you mean, if you could, about that that cannon fodder comment. Uh, Using them how? Well, this is like like Moms for Liberty. That, that's not a grassroots thing. That's okay. an astroturf thing. Maybe they spent a ton of money, and they're going from school district to school district, and they're turning. I mean, they they have made school board. It has been very intentional to turn uh, what was used to be nonpartisan into something that is very partisan mm-hmm. by a particular group. And, and so, so you see it happen. You see, I think the, that. Okay. Yeah, I think 16 to 17 year olds should have a say in who's going to be telling them, well, you know, what books they can read and what books they can't read. You know, when they're trying to ban them and what names they can be called and what names they can't be called. So um, I know the group I'm thinking of got their rear ends handed to them, and I think this would be a perfect end to that as well. So that's my take on it. I think it's great. You got it. Jason, thank you. Thanks for the call. We strayed into a couple of interesting areas there. I'm going to let that just kind of sit and simmer and see see if anybody wants to go further with it. How about Steve in North Kansas City? Hello, Steve. Yeah, I have just the opposite opinion. What you're going to end up with is the inmates running the asylum. And so these teachers are then going to be lobbying these students to vote for their preferred candidates. Uh, what we really need is school choice across the boards, and parents can vote for the school and for, and for who they want to be running the school. We need school choice. Public schools have failed. And what happens with these school board elections? They're, you know, they're off-term elections. So a lot of people that are working men and women – they don't have time. The parents are the ones who should be deciding who should be running these schools. The parents know what they want for their children. Uh, we can't turn it over to the children, but uh, it'll, it'll make it even more political. So there you go. What is it you're afraid the teachers will do? They'll lobby these kids to vote for their preferred candidates. They'll, 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 the whole school you know, environment will be, a politi- it'll be more politicized. Couldn't they do that it'll now be- with the 18-year-olds who are in high school? Yes, they do. They do. But when when they, now the they students do. are voting, they absolutely do. But when the students are now vote have actual voting voting authority to vote for their school board members, it'll it'll be on steroids. It'll be much worse. Where, where have you seen that happen? Where teachers well, are lobbying? Well, it's, it's what's going on in the schools today. 
You what? know, they've got, they've got LGBT clubs in all the high schools now. They're teaching these kids. What does that have to do with teachers insanity? lobbying anybody? You said teachers are lobbying 18-year-olds in high schools now to vote the way they want. Where is that happening? They're, they're, you know, the school environment is, is – it's not education. It's, it's political indoctrination. Okay. That's what's going on. Tell me, where is that going on? In public schools. What, like? North Kansas City, for instance. You know, they just, you know, I mean, it's it's what's going on in the North Kansas City School District. It happens in public school what, districts, what, by the way. What teachers are lobbying students in the North Kansas City School know. District? I don't know. Oh. You know something? You're, so, you know something? Do you have children? Let me ask you something. Do you have children that are in in middle of high school? No, my children are all grown. Okay. And where did, did you send them to public schools? Yes. Okay. What schools did they send? Did you send them to? Uh, one of them went, they were all in the St. Louis area. One of them went to Parkway South and three of them went to the Waterloo high school system. Okay. St. Louis. And so they're all grown now. Yeah. So, uh, but it it will make it even more political than it is now. But how do you know it's political now? It sounds like you don't. And you just made that up. You know, how many kids were out protesting? You know, they got kids out protesting things. They should have. You know they were they were shutting down schools here that not that long ago. Kids were out protesting. Oh, they want and LGBT what did the, rights or whatever and, else. And what did the teachers have to do with that? <laughs> the, the, the administration permits it and encourages it. They encourage it. Okay, which administration yeah. encouraged it, and what did they do? I know something. I don't know. I don't want to have this particular I, I, discussion I, I, with I, you. I didn't think but you knew. Everybody knows what you know. This is insanity. <laughs> okay, it's it's one of those things everybody knows. I, I should have known better, Jamie. See, it's one of those things everybody knows, and apparently, I'm the only one that doesn't. Oh, I mean, I I I, I just sat and listened, <laughs> and, and and just covered literally covered my mouth with my hands. I, you is know, what it took. Silly me. When somebody says that an outlandish thing is happening, I want some evidence. Uh, I guess that just makes me crazy because, you know, everybody knows it already. Uh, I can't even. I, 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 teacher, teachers have so much time <laughs> to lobby <laughs> students for their candidates that they've chosen. That's right. That's right. With everything else we're expecting them to do. By the way, you know make what? the time, not, parents. And, and if you want on the school board, make the time. Not only that, you know, when I was in high school, if a teacher told me to do something, that was the first thing I wanted to do. <laughs> Always. Anytime a teacher told me to do something, I would, boy, just hop to it, went right out and did it. I have been expecting the argument of kids just voting the way their parents vote. Yeah. And, I, and think, I don't know if that's in favor or against this, but that's what I'm expecting a little bit. I think some of that might happen. I, and I, but see, I look at things like that in, in a way that tries to be balanced. And I say, okay, if you're going to end up with a, a lot of kids who are going to vote, it's, it's akin to religion and, you know, and voting in general. That if you grew up with conservative parents, you're more likely to be a conservative. If you grew up with liberal parents, you're more likely to be liberal. Uh, if you grew up in a Catholic household, you're probably Catholic. If you grew up in a Jewish household, you're probably Jewish. That, that it, you know, it's not a guarantee, but those things do tend to balance because in the same respect that you'll have a lot of kids who would vote the same way that their parents will, you'll also have a lot of kids who just disagree with their parents about everything and would vote against them even if it voted against their own interests just because if dad's voting that way, I'm not gonna. And that just balances out. But it's, I can't believe I'm gonna say this. To me, that's an argument against it is, now adults do the same thing, Right. Sometimes spouses will just vote the same way as their spouse if they're not educated. You or, know, that that, that happens a lot. Or <laughs> yeah. not, for the same reason. Yeah. That's exactly my point. Uh-huh. You're not deciding how you're going to vote based on your research or what you think. You're doing it 
to be in um, agreement with someone or to be a contrarian to someone. Sure. I don't, again, we can't stop adults from doing it, but, but I don't know that I want to allow two, 200,000 more kids that's in right. the mix. It's wrong if you let 16 and 17 year olds do it somehow that I'm not really familiar with. 913-586-7798. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that teachers lobby the kids. And I just, in all seriousness for a second, I, um, voter turnout traditionally for school board elections is painfully low. That needs to change we, because that's what affects you the most. And we need more parents to run. I mean, if you want more of a say over what happens in your kids' schools, run for that school board or at least go and take part. Do you think he thought I was lying when I said I sent my kids to public school? He seemed a bit surprised. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I did. All four of them went to public school. So <laughs> do with that whatever you want. I, I don't know if that means anything in particular about them or me, but in case you were wondering, yeah, that's the truth. I mean, I went to public school, so I'm, I, I'm okay with that. I couldn't afford private school. <laughs> All 13 years. <laughs> Not for Public boys. state school, too, for oh, college. Four teenagers in private school? Yikes. If you can, <laughs> listen, if, if you can afford that, more power to you. Send your kids wherever you want. Have fun retiring at age 125. <laughs> that's, that's about what it would be. Well put. Phone lines are ringing. Uh, let's keep going. David is next up in Kansas City. Hey, David. Hey. So I just wanted to back the last caller up slightly because, like, I'm not even very political, but my kids' schools, they did have them watch news that was left, like, grooming of the left. What news? I, I, it was just their the, – every day at the end of the day, they had them watch this newscast – and like I just everything he would come home and tell me about it, you know, like every bit of it was you know showing that they were pushing our kids left. Who was producing the newscast? Uh, it was at the school. Um, I'm I should have I should have tried to ask him prior to calling because it makes a difference. Yeah, I I just it is. I I didn't even know they were watching news in, no, in it, schools. It's like, so. their, it's like their CCTV news at the end of the day. Okay. When I was in high school, we had Channel One News for a while. I don't think that's still around. That's where Anderson Cooper got his start. And it was like a 10-minute newscast, sort of like what MTV would do, mm -hmm. that aired in our classrooms every day. Now, that was 25 yeah. years ago. I don't think we still do that. But it was it was geared for teenagers. Yeah. Well, that's all I, I just wanted to say. that I feel everything my son told me, I felt like it was grooming for the left. And like, I'm not even... What, kind of, what kind of stuff did he tell you? Uh, just, I like... For out of no reason, when Trump was in office, my son came home. He's 100% anti-Trump, just off the news the school was showing him. And then I asked him, you know, give me your reasons as to why. And he, he really didn't have many reasons other than what he said he's seen on the news at school. Do you remember any of what he saw? I, I don't. Man, honestly, this is two, three years ago. Okay. All right. So I appreciate you guys. Thanks, David. All right. Thanks for getting in. 913-586-7798. Oh, we got people are riled up now. <laughs> uh, let's see. Grandview, I think is where we go to get Leroy on. Hello, Leroy. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. All right. So uh, first state that I agree with it. Um, but the point that I wanted to go across in the phone call is there's a whole lot of other opportunities that come with this. And for kids, which is our older generations, you know, we always come up with jokes and mockery and yada, yada. But there's after school activities. Now there's electives. You can get smarter and educated in politics or regulations. 
stuff kind of like finances in life and credit, et cetera. Um, you've got all kinds of extra stuff that's in benefit for not just that point of the kid's life and later years of high school, but can set them up for success later. So I just think it's a great idea. I do have a caveat for that, and that can go in any aspect, adults included, and we can see it anywhere. Just go on YouTube. Sometimes in meetings, people lose their emotions, and stuff gets said and heated, and I think 16-year-olds and, and the such have a little bit less control, so that might be something to watch out for. But, again, adults do it. Majority of people don't do it. So, um, And for people who are all worried about their kids being influenced by their teachers, I mean, come on, be better parents. Be more influential for yourself for your kids. Oh, you can't expect people to do that, Leroy. Come on, be be better parents. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Great call, man. Thank you. Thanks very much for getting in. 913-586-7798. Let's see, I think next up is Amy. It looks that way. Hello, Amy. Amy. Hi, how are you? Doing well. What's on your mind? Tuesday, I was at a luncheon. And there was some speakers there, and one of the topics was, what are the books in our school libraries and our public libraries that are accessible to minors? And basically, this was a, a compilation of 15 different books, and, like put together in binder format, I guess you would say. Okay. And it took out snippets of all these books where they were talking about sexually explicit things. And it actually even went down to, this is how many times the F word was mentioned. This is how many times this word was mentioned and this word. But the shocking part was when they showed the graphics in these books. I'm telling you, it is straight up porn. I would get fired if I took something like that to work. And so to understand that that's something that is accessible to fifth graders and sixth graders and high schoolers was shocking. I actually gasped when they were passing this book around for all of us to look at. And what is your point? I'm just saying that is some of the stuff that is in our schools that's wildly inappropriate that I think that a lot of parents don't really understand to the other, other gentleman's point that parents really have no idea what their kids are seeing. Well, do you know where else that stuff is accessible to minors? Bookstores. Oh, on. Oh, that is correct. And I just, I'm just saying, but in the school district, at the school level, for a fifth grader to, and when I say graphic, I mean pictures, drawing, man's face in between woman's legs. Uh-huh. And before we go any further down that route, because I don't want to hear any more about it, what does that right. have to do with whether 16 and 17-year-olds should be allowed to vote for who's on the school board? I'm just calling to make a point. because but what's, the what's the connection? Board, okay. The school boards are ones that help decide what is actually in the public library. So... And 18 and plus voted for the school board members that allowed all of that stuff you don't like. What I'm saying is I don't think it should be accessible in a school where there's fifth and sixth graders that can check that kind of stuff out. What does that have a connection to who can vote for the school board? She hung up. Still with us? No, no, she hung up. Okay. We have to break or Colin is going to get very mad at us. So we'll break. We'll get to as many of your calls as we can next on KMBZ.
We have three minutes until we turn this over to Dana Parks. We'll do what we can here. Uh, should 16 and 17 year olds in Missouri be able to vote for, not be on, vote for school board candidates? No, because um, porn exists. <laughs> or something. I'm dying. I, I don't know. Uh, let's just find out from Sarah in Kansas City what she thinks. Hi, Sarah. Hi, how are you? Doing well. What's on your mind? Um, I can tell you how the schools influence because I work for the school district in Olathe. And what they do is the employees get emails saying, vote this way. They will give you buttons to wear. And if you wear the buttons, then you get like to wear jeans for a day. Or So the students are seeing you wear these buttons on how to vote. Okay. So do, that's how do, they influence. Do, do they, do, do, is there any discussion about how to vote? Yes. In what way? We recommend you vote this way. There absolutely is. Okay. Uh, and, and who makes that decision? Uh, you get the email from the, the district. Well, I, I'm confused. Okay, so the email from the district goes School to who? employees will get an email from the district. Okay. That will say vote this way, whether they want you to vote yes or no, or for a particular board member, and they'll have like buttons that'll say vote yes or on this, or vote no on proposition this. And if you wear the button, then they'll reward you with like, oh, you get to wear jeans today, or you get to, you know, you get something, but some little reward. Type but, they're thing. but they're wearing that around a bunch of people who can't vote. Well, you were talking about 18 year olds, so. Right, and it's a very small percentage of high school students who are still there in November before right. their, you know, after their 18th birthday. But right, well, I mean, you were just asking about okay. how students get influenced. Right. So that's one of the ways that the Olathe School District does influence. Right. Fair enough, Sarah. Thank you. I am told we have no more time for calls Aww. because Dana and Parks take over in a minute, Aww. and so. Thanks for the spirited discussion, all. <laughs> it was interesting. Uh, International Space Station tonight is when? Yes, 6.09 p.m. Look to the southwestern okay. sky, and you should get a really, really nice about five-minute view of the space station skating all the way across the sky overhead. It'll be great. Um, we have so many stories we didn't get to today. We will just bump everything. We have so many stories about the Kelsey family. Now Jason Kelsey's wife, Kylie, is going to do a hockey clinic while she's here this weekend. I mean, is everybody in this family amazing? So we'll we'll get to all that tomorrow. Turn this over to Dana Parks. Be back Friday here on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.